I'm going right now. Hello and welcome to uh, this bi-weekly episode of Mashing In. I'm one of your hosts, Stefan Turgot. Across from me this week is... Brian Teslin. And across from him... Ed Kay. Yeah. We are on location again at the Magnolia Hotel. I know. This is too swanky for us. Too swanky. But it was nice, you know. It's pretty nice. I had to work and we, had, we did it on a Saturday, so it's nice to kind of... They're not going to listen to this on Saturday, no. but it's cool. We Whatever you listen to it, it's today. fine. But yeah. I feel like... We're bouging the podcast up. Like, well, we don't have to worry. We don't have to wait for the uh, the fridge to kick in anymore. So nope. it's good. Also, I don't have to shoot my kids away to bed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. We've had some interesting episodes. Yes. Which is to stay a bit clean, and even uh, then we're good. So. So thank you uh, for tuning in. This is episode four of season two. Can't believe we're still on the air, but there's no one there to yeah. uh, cut us off. Yeah. <laughs> no one, no one can really stop the train no. now. Um, a little the, uh, hint to what we're doing later. Yeah, the baker's dozen of listeners are yeah. going to keep coming. But thank you for listening. Yeah. Um, so we like to start off each podcast with a little bit of event news uh, near and dear to Victoria and maybe Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Um, any events that you guys went to over the last couple weeks since we last Drake recorded? Drake Wild and Sour. Yeah, that was the only one I That was a great list. Kind of quiet. There was the... Um, well, the the Great Notion pop up. We talked about that last time. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, okay. we talked about that. Yeah, the um the Wild and Sour is great. It had El Cuatro on tap. Jesus, oh yeah, was so goddamn. Good. I heard they had Il Savage on tap too. Yeah, <laughs> I think they still have it on tap. <laughs> Different kegs. Come on. Yeah. They they blew a good amount of kegs. And the dissident was good. I had a, I, I had mm-hmm. some dissident later on, but I think we came that night and I was able to get a Quattro. But they had the biggest news for them was is. They were pouring the very first Hill Farmstead in BC on tap. That's right. Did you try it? Was it yeah. Arthur? It was Arthur, yeah. And? Oh, yeah. I've had Arthur in bottles before, and they're great. Yeah. I had like, three glasses of it. <laughs> when you look when you look at Hill Farmstead bottles, and you're just like, oh, well, it's just like their mainstay. It just says Farmhouse Ale, and you're just like, oh, well, like, it's so good. Like, well, there's a so, reason they're named Best Brewery in the World. It's yeah. like, yeah. like everything they do is... Like, it, buy it. Like, don't hesitate. Don't sleep on anything. It's They are amazing brewery. You can find it. Well, yeah. it might start popping up soon, but, like, if you find mm. something with a Hill Farmstead, Brother Swanier is a is another one. I No, Grassroots. Sorry. Brother Swanier is a grassroots beer, but Grassroots Brewing is, like, their sub-brewery that they have. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot. Like, they have a Grassroots with uh, Anchorage Brewing that you can find a lot of the, uh, the Arctic Saison that they do. And you find mm-hmm. that some over the border, like, really close, but... Uh, hopefully we'll get some bottles of even Anna. Like these are beautifully well-rounded tart beers, funky, lots of character, just for like a mainstay beer. So I just want a bottle of Edward. I don't, I don't know why. Why is that? <laughs> just you know, just put it up on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool. Check, them out, check their website out. They talk about all the uh, heritage people, even though they're not. T- anyway, all the people that are all the names on their. Uh, on their bottles, they yeah, they're all dead dudes. Yeah. They're all dead we people from like yeah. centuries ago. It's super New England, yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the gum path was really good too. It's like it was called I, uh, Buffalo, 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 Buffalo. How many of the buffaloes? Yeah, it's the it's the most, it's a famous sentence. Yeah. I know that from linguistics, but it's a famous yeah. sentence where you can use this, like, the same word to make uh, a long sentence. Right. So. The Drake just called it Buffalo, Buffalo. Dot dot dot. Ah, <laughs> like, well, okay. yeah, that makes sense. They should have used the math symbol for repeat. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Like, anyway. Power well, or something. Buffalo. Go, no. Garden Buffalo Path, if you're listening, uh, yeah. take notes, okay? Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, they're not listening. They're not listening. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're a little busy. 
Uh, okay, I'm glad you guys had fun. I didn't go to anything because uh, it's January and I'm trying to lay low. Besides this episode, I guess. You're obviously not doing dry January. No. no. Well, I was sort of, but now it's kind of like I did a really good couple weeks, and now it's like, oh, we got to report record the podcast. And you guys graciously chose barley wine. Yeah. Uh, as the January. We've been talking about this for a while, and. Yeah. So yeah. I, thank you for um, you know just well Stefan you know accommodating you me, don't yeah. have to finish them all it's you can sip and spit oh I know oh, I know it's yeah. thimbles you're you're an adult yes um, speaking no. of which um, upcoming events in BC uh, and, um, the big one well we should announce first you are the new editor at large uh, the hot yes. email for what's brewing I was doing the events only and now I do the the editorial article bit and stuff, so keeping up on the news. Do you get benefits for that stuff. too, like dental and? Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. He gets yeah. lots of buffalo. <laughs> if they could give me some of that liver dialysis, liver di- that'd be a good benefit. No benefit package <laughs> ever has in. liver dialysis might, on it. Might be useful later. Um, so events, the big one for me would be weather. Brian and I are going to it next week, and. It's where you guys look at storm trolling in yeah. English Bay. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just dig in the sand for about two hours. Nice. It's great. Yeah. Just find a, a 55 plus condo in English yeah. Bay and just watch the storms roll in. Yeah. yeah. That's, that sounds it's a really beautiful place to watch storms. So. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to go to weather and then go to a concert right after. So I don't know how that whole chestnut's going to roll out. But and if you don't know what it is, it's a festival that's centered on barley wines, imperial stouts, lambics, and extreme hops so this is a preview episode exactly yeah yeah. okay and there's some a lot of new releases to canada coming into like Mm -hmm. hair of the dog and uh wildflower now is going to be there so loads of uh, some hair of the dogs i've never had before so Mm -hmm. cool don't they name their beers after dead white people as well i think it's alive white people ah okay yeah Yeah. Yeah. it might i don't know if they're all white though so Adam sounds like a white dude. <laughs> sure. Other, other stuff coming up though. Um, this weekend, um, Port Moody. Uh, sorry, Port Moody. Moody Ales in Port Moody mm-hmm. is having the Heart of Darkness Stout Festival. That all stout lineup, loads of new small wow. batches and stuff. Um, there's an every Sunday through January and some of February. Westcraft is doing a mm. Sunday service pop up event at Prototype Coffee. A prototype. Yeah, they're pouring like Garden Path, Dwinnell. Chuckanut. I think that's the way to do it. Sort of go off on a tangent, but like Hmm. the whole talk about bringing in imports and just trying to sell them, like that's one thing, but like putting on little events for people to go to and getting the product out there and and more and more and more instead of trying to hit the big nut at all time is, I think he's doing a great job and it's really cool the product he's bringing in now that we even got Small Pony in town, so that's sweet. Mm -hmm. Is that same import company? Cool. Yeah. And uh, Wildflower, I think, as well. Yeah, he's got Wildflower, yeah. Dwinnell, Small Pony. He's got... What's the other one? But, yeah, he's got Garden Path, too. Yeah. And uh, he, Hill Farmstead. Hill Farmstead, <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah, Hill Farmstead was, like, his, like... That's a... That's, I, a lot of people have tried to get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, good one for cool. him. Um, Congratulations, the last thing, Mike. I'd say um, next, I think, Thursday? Yeah, Red Accordion is doing a collective art right. Origin of Darkness pairing dinner. Mm. Cool. So with their variants, all four variants, cool. four courses. Yeah, awesome. Which is interesting because they've got some really interesting ingredients in those stouts. So like yeah. finding foods to pair those. Yeah. Or? What do you pair with a miso stout? Hmm. <laughs> no, they yeah. didn't have them this year. Oh, okay. I've had a couple. Of them. Some of them are good. Some of them are okay. They're the double. They're like a two-year barrel aged one with like a lot of like old like aged cinnamon and chocolate or cacao mm-hmm. nib, and I just wasn't having it when I drank cool. it. 
Um, I've got to plug one event for myself as well. Oh. Um, next Saturday, I'm doing a presentation with the Vic Beer Society uh, all about Kvikis. Oh, yeah. Next so time. I'm going to present five different beers that have all been brewed with um, Kvayak because it's a really, like, I'm saying it wrong, but I'm trying to say it sort of right. So please don't send us your angry uh, messages. Kvik, Kvik, Kvek. Kvik. Quebec? Sure. Quebec. Quebec. Well. Yeah. Um, uh, just trying to sh showcase five beers. I know that it's really confusing to consumers right now when you see that thing on a beer label. So just trying to unpack that a little bit for people and try different beers made with it and see how versatile it is. Because basically it's not one thing. It's so many different things. So it's, I think it's going to be fun to show people what can be done with it. Um, so yeah, I'm hosting that at Il Sauvage next Saturday afternoon. Nice. Uh, it's on the Vic Beer Society website. Sweet. I got some shit on my blog for misspelling it. Oh. And the top, like, you're, and I think there's one out from Mariner. I spelled it K-V-I-E-K. It's E-I-K. In the article, yeah, I know, yeah. but I was drunk when I was posting it. <laughs> I feel like this guy thought it was, like, some kind of, like, actual website that gets paid for doing Ooh, this. yeah. Like no, you were some sort of don't. editor. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> no one pays me for the blog. That's... Okay. <laughs> Thank God. I think everyone should just hey. calm down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. Like, it's it's taken uh, pretty seriously. Yeah. Um, and Brian, you're in the middle of dine around, so everyone should come dine at the Courtney Room right now. Yeah, we've got beer and, and cider pairings for, as well as wine, but like local beer and cider pairings for our. We're only doing a forty dollar menu, but. Um, just looking at it going out tonight, like, I'm super happy with it. A lot of people just, like, kind of do a fuck-off, like, whatever menu, I don't care. And Chris, my counterpart, who might be joining us later uh, here at the restaurant, we were really happy with the menu. Like, it's it's a little bit more fun, maybe, maybe more in our eyes, but I feel like people are going to get a lot of value and a lot of creativity for the 40 bucks you do have to spend, you do spend for it, so it's a good deal, so. Cool. Okay, uh, with that we will take leave and we'll be back with a little bit of beer news followed by um, American and English barley wine. Probably. Unfortunately, oh, yes. American barley wine, yes. Welcome back to our new segment. <laughs> Did I say that right? Segment. 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 Yeah, it is now segment. Our news segway. Segway. Um, yeah, auto propelled. Uh, Ed this week has our new segment. Um, Ed, why don't you tell us what you found? So the website Lonely Planet has um, published an article called "How This Tiny Town in British Columbia Became Canada's Craft Beer Capital." Now, who can we guess what tiny town? Yeah. It's Trail, isn't it? It's, it's Trail. Oh, it must be that refinery. <laughs> it's literally called Refinery. Oh. The brewery there. No, I would guess uh, Port Alberni because they have amazing food and amazing beer at a tiny brewery in Port Alberni. Well, Barkerville. It, Is it Barkerville? <laughs> it's Penticton. Um, Ogo Pogo? I was. I, uh, I mean, I've not been there. So I can't Have judge. you never been what to Penticton? Can you guys name Penticton. any Penticton breweries besides yes. Bad Tattoo? Bad I was going to say Bad Tattoo. Slackwater. Slackwater, yeah. Slackwater. yeah. They're really getting a lot of good... Um, I really like Slackwater. I hear a lot of good things about Slackwater. Some good breweries. Um, and, of course, the uh, the new one, um, Neighborhood Brewing. Yeah, by guys from Yellow Dog. Yep. Right. So, why, so what, what is it saying? How are they the capital? I need to hear some of this. 
same thing up for you. It wasn't loading well on my phone. Um, but yeah, it's it's strange because they mention all of those ones, but there's like Highway 87 is not mentioned. Oh, they're it's, just outside Bendicton, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah I think I think they're in there. Um, let's see. Are you sure this is Lonely Planet or Lonely Island? Lonely Planet. <laughs> Love Lonely Island. Uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> let's see here. So it's amazing. I mean, it's one of those long articles that's really long, doesn't really say much. Um, I'll put it as a segue in post, Brian. Don't worry. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's well, I just it. had sex. Seven breweries are saying, uh, distinguishes it as one of the foamiest cities in the province. Foamiest? Yeah. Wow. Uh, with one brewery per 4,857 people. That's, that's a really specific number. It racks amongst the most breweries per capita of any Canadian city. I didn't know that. Sure. Uh, to put that in perspective, okay. Calgary has an estimated one brewery per 29,411. Uh, sure. Point there. <laughs> Tugs, um, Tap House, Cannery Brewings in Penticton. Uh-huh. Uh, part of the growth is thanks to the Okanagan Festival. Um... So it goes on about that. I think it's mostly based on the per capita thing, to be honest. I just, I really like how they're recommending a city in the middle of Canadian wine country for beer. <laughs> yeah. like, like the Naramata bench is right there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, It is, and it's between, like it's sitting right between the Similkameen and the Okanagan. Like it is wine region. So it's just funny that. It's did you say the, did you say Festivales was located in Penticton? Like yeah, so in Penticton. Yeah. yeah, and he also makes note of the fact that Canary Run mm -hmm. won two medals at the 2019 Canadian Brewing Awards. Uh, Slackwater took multiple awards, including People's Choice at the Okanagan Beer Festival. And they're all very like like within blocks of each other. Slackwater, them they're neighborhood, close, yeah. Bad Tattoo. They're all within like a block. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's okay, well, some good points, but it's, I mean, it's so, so let, let, aside, who, where would you say you would think the best beer in BC is? And I'm not saying like city, like, like neighborhood specific, neighborhood specific. I mean, yeah. East Fan, man, like, East Fan, yeah, Port Moody, Strength. Port Moody, the, the line, the four of them are great, but man, like, you, you, Five. Think, you think about Strange Fells, Lupolo. Like in that neighborhood of like even yeah. like getting into container brewing now and like uh -huh. Howells down in that Storm. Area, Calister Storm like Slowhand Slowhand yeah, yeah P forty nine even every time yeah. I go to P forty nine's tasting room it I've never had a bad beer in that tasting room yeah and I got and I'll get like Old Boy and it's still mm. really good you mean Po Boy Po and a Po Boy and because <laughs> they have a food truck they have a food truck oh yeah yeah I don't care what anyone says. That room is cool to drink beer in, and it's fun. It is yeah, what it is. I they think don't they beer. don't make bad food either. Like they don't like they don't try to do anything off the wall. Like they have a good oh, product. off the wall as well. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Cole Harbor, which I think yeah. is closed now. Yep. Cool. What about Powell? Powell's but Powell's too. down that road too, yeah. and then Calista and Dina's and Dina's there as well. So I mean Lupolo, Lupolo, yeah. but Lupolo Temporal, yeah. like Powell rounding Temporal. it up, like strange fellows, man, like. They should. They, oh yeah, they're so good. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that's a good. I think mm -hmm. those two would probably be the best bets in the province, mm -hmm. like East Van or Port Moody. Mm -hmm. And even the North Shore is getting like a pretty big community going now. soon. Yeah, I honestly, with House of Funk and Beer, mm -hmm. they're already halfway there. They there's, just need like one more ink. Well, well sorry, got, there's other breweries there. North but. Point and 
I haven't tried them yet, but I haven't tried. We were thinking of checking out this when we go. Wild Eye is around that area too. Wild Eye, yeah. but it's a They're bit okay. further down near Deer Cove, and there's Streetcar as well. Yeah. They've just got a tasting room license. Mm-hmm. This, of yeah. course, Greenleaf. I, I mean, just between House of Funk and beer, myself. Yeah, like, those are, um, they're killing it. For hoppy stuff at beer plus funky stuff at House of Funk, like, can't go wrong. Yeah. And like, his Cascara Imperial Stout at House of Funk was insanely good. Well, even just the, what was it, debauchery? Just their yeah. straight up barrel aged Imperial Stout was so yeah. good. Yeah. But um, after that, like, I don't know, like, uh, Backcountry is putting out good beer but i don't know around them if it's really causing no to be a more i think we're talking about though i know uh, the neighborhood uh, i know it has to be a concentrated yeah um uh, amalgamation of breweries mm-hmm. right to make this a yeah i don't know like even then like downtown Kelowna only really has like vice and virtue with bna and like they have a good three they have quite a few now they have oh that's right they have two birds or something like that too which is red bird red bird yeah yeah and there's uh, my friend's. This is a terrible story. <laughs> well, one of my friends. Let, let it hard. No, no, just that uh, my my friends one of from sure one of his friends is a brewer. At one in I can't remember the name of it now. We've got some of the beer by. Fuck it, I can't remember. Uh, Barn Owl. No, it's a new one out there. There's a They're in West Kelowna, though, I believe. Barn Kettle Owl River. Kettle River. Ah, uh, yeah, it's another one. Yeah. Give me some of the name of the brewery Barn Owl. That sucks. Well, I mean, Barnell is like one of the most popular beers in like at least all these coasts. I might be wrong. Oh, it might be oh no, it's it's Barns, or is it Farmstrong? Barnside or Farmside? That's another one. There's one by because we were talking about this today where um, people making their own malts and stuff like that, and yeah. like growing their own malts now and malting themselves. And um, uh, I re- listened to the Beer Life one with Brent Mills, and he was talking about how they're, uh, I can't remember who it is, but they're out in Delta, and they're apparently doing all that, and they're making some pretty good beer, well, apparently Field House started. They just opened funny. the other day, and they're Barnside. Bro. Barnside, that's uh, it, yeah. 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 yeah, they opened like a week ago. Yeah, they're yeah. great. Which is a good segue, because, uh, yeah, Field House apparently started doing mm-hmm. their own more in, like, 2018, they had, like, five acres or something, but it's going to some of their beers, um, but they're... They were, are they the ones that say field to ferment? Yes, I think. Okay, right? I think it's in or something like that. Most right? of those, and now they well, they got a government grant apparently. Well, like a sure yeah. agricultural grant or whatever, and they're going to expand the project. It's in partnership with uh, a local farm, I believe, Vitala Foods, mm-hmm. and um, but now you have to send it to get malted in like Armstrong. So they would like in the future to see like a local malting facility. Um, which they don't want to in the article they kind of said that they wanted it to be shared with other local breweries which is a cool idea where everyone could kind of use it utilize it for their own needs which is like a community project it's kind of a cool idea I think someone I think someone on the island's doing that too well, I think they're called Phillips yeah they do brewing and malting yeah <laughs> something like that where you know they did they did, they did a lot of good for you know getting a lot of people malt for a while right so yeah mm. But in a good heartwarming story, um, the in Australia they're obviously having these super drought conditions and wildfires and stuff. Um, so there's a town called I'm gonna murder the way it's pronounced. It's like um, Malakutawas in Victoria, not not our Victoria. <laughs> so I got isolated Here? from uh, yeah. the rest of the country. Um, so Carlton and United Breweries heard about that the local pub was running out of beer this is a super Australian problem uh, so they got a special delivery of 3,000 litres of beer and the Australian Navy delivered it to the tower to the town 
space. Priorities. Yeah, yeah, priorities. Well, they're getting rain now, so like the priorities will start shifting a bit more to what they're going to need. Yeah. So Still be drinking beer, though. Yeah, yeah you can drink beer. Sure. Huh. Right. Um, okay, that was some great news. Uh, we will take another short break. We'll be right back with... <sighs> Barley wine. This is probably the last time you're going to hear us. Yeah, so um, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll try and be on <laughs> so the rest of from here. Stefan is not looking pretty happy right now. Yeah. I'll do yeah. my best. Uh. Okay, we're welcome back. back. Uh, we're here for segment three, third runnings. As I like to call them. Uh, this is our beer segment. This week, my co-hosts have graciously chosen the uh, approachable styles of American and English barley wine. It's really easy if you like cry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll keep crying about it. Yeah. Don't worry. The whole night. The finest um, style of beer in the world. Sure. And I get why some people think it is the finest style of beer. I'm not... I'm just not... I'm on it. the fence. I love... When barley wine is right... It's, it, this is the style. It's when, it, when it's right, it's great. And yes. Every and, and when it's bad, it's fucking horrible. That's the problem I have. There's no in between. Yeah. Um, also, it's like we're in the perfect season to drink it right now. Victoria had its annual um, snowmageddon for two days, so like this is the time to dr- hunker down and drink Everyone barley wine. Shut sure. down. Right? It was pretty rough. For yeah. While, and barley wine got you through it, right, Ed? Yeah, it yeah. So did. <laughs> Yeah. And um, does live by the motto "Barley wine is life." Yeah. Um, hashtag bil. Bil. Oh yeah. 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 Um, I might be trademarked by another podcast. Yeah. Though. I think so. It's the Don't Drink Beer. Or? Yeah, it yeah. is. Well, it's called yeah. Malt Couture. Malt Couture. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a podcast. It is. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's almost too funny. Is it? Yeah. I haven't gotten. De- I haven't dived too much into it, so I'm gonna start. Well, they're, they do comedy shows and stuff together and everything. Right? Yeah, they're they're, they're professionals. So. Yeah, we're just not that there's anything hacks. wrong with that. We're just <laughs> amateur hacks. Why don't we start with Bing um, Bang Bong? Really. So we've got this one. Yeah, you want to start with this one? Oh, I don't know. Where, where are we starting with? This the... one's eighteen percent. Okay, well let, let's set the stage here before we start going. We've... Actually, let's open one and then we'll set the okay, stage. Let's do, we do, let's do the classic. Let's start with let's our local classic. classic okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I brought this one. Um, I believe in in old English, this is pronounced Hooli um, Wugger. That's cool. Okay. Um, I think you just insulted my grandfather. Sorry. Uh, Wooly Bugger. Um, on the bottle, I bought this today, but it says 2018 on the label. I'm assuming it was brewed in 2018. And um, No, I think that's no? the 2018. Yeah, I think it's just been on the shelf. This, Are you serious? Yeah. Well, most bar, most like no one sells. So this is the confusing wine. thing about this is because it's with not. wine, you know that that was the year that the grapes were harvested and it was put in with beer it's bottled bottled I know and it's confusing because they put the current year on it even though it's a year old by the time Mm -hmm. they release it so I don't know is this 2018 they put their release year on it and they shouldn't be doing that we should Driftwood does that too they put the the, not Mormon's brew they put like this is our 28 release because that's when they feel they finished it Mm. as I think how they because the same with like yeah but as a consumer it's much more telling to know when the beer was brewed for and to a, know that a, when you're a, buying a it, a consumer who's a brewer, yes, because yep. as someone who like came up as like just learning outside the yeah. brewing, outside yes. the brewing structure, I just knew that I had been knowing nothing when I started drinking, started drinking any like craft beer. Um, I just know that that was the release this that year. So, what would you prefer to be on the label, Ed? 
2018 slash 2019. Okay. There you go. But I feel like a lot of people that go like yeah, average... right down the middle. Thanks for answering yeah. the question. Because the origins of the darkness. Because a lot, of, what a lot of people will say was how many years it was aged. So like you look at Barn Owl or Origins of the Darkness, they'll say two year old, uh, uh, blend of two year old barrels, right? And same, uh, I think what you're referring to is is like Tilkin will say 2017, 2018. Yes. on their bottles but they mean that's the brewing yeah. and aging season so. yeah okay mm-hmm. so we just pulled out um woolly bugger 2018 do you mm-hmm. have the, um, uh, it's a barley wine by house sound brewing it's probably what the bc barley wine that's like regularly available it used to come show. in the flip tops yeah little fat um, boys flip tops. It's, it's gone through a lot of changes it was then they had the small bottles and, and then, then for some reason they yeah. were in the same one year and put it in 750s yeah. and people are like that's a lot of barley wine and now it's back into 650s. Stefan, what are we supposed to expect nice. from barley wine from the BJCP? So um, I've got it up on the BJCP. So I'm assuming this one falls, with the name, falls into English barley wine. So we're looking mm. at um, an ABV of 8 to 12%. These are the biggest beers on the market, pretty much. Um, this one should have a final gravity that's quite high, so a lot of sweetness left in it. Um, this one, 35 to 70 IBUs. I think... And those IBUs are there not to make it like an IPA. They're there to actually balance the alcohol and the residual sweetness. This this one's coming in at 50 IBUs, which makes me think that it's an English barley wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, English barley wines are the original barley wines. Like, they're... Sorry, I, does I, it say? I, so, I read it. It just says barley wine style. So, I think people... I From what my sort of research in this is that if it doesn't say American barley wine on there... I guess it, no, that wouldn't matter because driftwood is an American barley wine. Yes. So I guess it doesn't mean it. That means squat. But they call it barley wine-ish style ale. Who do, driftwood it? does? Yeah, really? Sure. Yeah, they do, right? Um, anyway, well, anyway, never mind. What, what we're looking for overall in um, category 17D in the BJCP English barley wine is an overall showcase of malty richness, complex, intense flavors, chewy and rich in body with alcohol warming, pleasantly fruity or hoppy. Uh, when aged, it can take on port-like flavors. It's a wintertime sipper. Does it have to be barrel-aged? No. Um, it, it needs to be aged, though, um, for some amount of time, just to, to round it out. Um, otherwise, the uh, alcohol com- can come across as a little bit harsh. Just like you don't put out um, big wines quickly, right? Like 12 13 14%, it needs time. So it's not the beer you can crank out in two weeks. It typically needs two to six months. Um, I personally prefer the barrel age variants. I think they just take on that There's little bit of oxygen. They round out with. I time. love the caramelness mm-hmm. of that English style. I love the deep butterscotchy notes. And so um, this one, uh, what do you guys think of the woolly bugger smell? I like it. I, Aroma. I like it. It's got a nice like caramel toffee. Maybe it has a little bit of hops too. But the, the taste is. There's a little bit of hops. Yeah, kind of like grassy, just kind of bittering. Oh, but it's incredibly bit, but smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not the richest barley wine, but it's... No, it's not super syrupy for for over a year, year and a bit old. But it, it's a great, just, it's just great malt flavor. It's yeah. Just like caramel crystal malt. This right? is the easy, this is the uh, easy drinking barley wines. And what does this one come in at? Uh, 11, I think. 11%. Wow. You don't see very much... Different every year. You don't see very much adjunct in barley wines, do you? More or less, it's the different barrels they like to use for it, right? Well, I, I did have a blueberry pancake breakfast barley wine <laughs> <laughs> last week. Uh, uh, was that was the that was the Great Notion one? No, it was from um, was that Beaverton? Beaverton in the UK. So, it was a collaboration with Wonder Beyond, who are from Manchester and make 
all kinds of crazy beers. They got like these twelve percent milkshake IPAs with all kinds of fruits and stuff. Like just okay. for the people listening, there was there was a fourth voice there. Yes, um, we have a little friend helping us drink some barley wines today, um, Karen Ramos. Yeah, we so need help. We need help. Yes. Yeah. Especially you, Stefan. Yes. <laughs> um, it, for the English style, there's not typically adjuncts. They don't like to use any other things other than just the classic four beer ingredients. They don't mm-hmm. add a lot of like you know corn or mm-hmm. I don't know. Or other things to them. This is a showcase of malt in the wintertime. Hence the name barley wine, right? That's why the, the yeah. style is called that. Yeah. So um, this, this is a nice example of this. I think, yeah. And I think they yeah. stayed true to it. And yeah. I mean, it's probably had some time to mellow out too. Well, 2018. Mm-hmm. For a non barrel age one as well, it's it's a good example, especially locally. There's not that many. No, I was at What's the. What's the percentage on that again? 11. 11. I was at the store today, and this Taking was the, the only barley wine they had in the entire store. Really? Yeah. What are we legally allowed to reach for alcohol percentage in Canada? Or at least in, uh, BC? in BC, it's 11.9 until you have to get a separate license, and then you can do beers over that. So at a regular brewer's license, though I've heard of a lot of BC breweries taking on that second license so that they can brew big stouts. Mm. If you want to go over 11.9. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so that's why you tend to see a lot of barley wines at... 11.9 percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there, as we talked about last last pod, there's no guarantee that that is the actual ABV of that beer. Mm-hmm. Other than Storm brewing. Other than the brewing telling yeah. you that it is. Yeah. But nothing wrong with that. It's just be prepared. Um, you might like to hear some of these words I'm about to say, Ed. Some classic examples of British style barley wine are Adnam's Tally Ho. Um, what do we got here? Um, Coniston number nine barley wine, Fuller's Golden Pride, and then J.W. Lee's Vintage Harvest Ale. I got one of those. At yeah, home. which I've been very lucky to try several vintages of, and they're fucking delicious. They're great. Yeah. J.W. Lee's, I think, I, I was kind of looking for that today, but we can't find it here. You I missed. Got one you were the there. Should have yeah. brought it. Really? You got a Harvest yeah. Ale? I have, up in Seattle. I have one of the 1985 Thomas that. Hardy's at my house, too. Nice. And I was actually, I left it in kind of a rush today. I was, like, I was gonna bring that to nah. do because we did that at Julie's house where she saved. That's right. She had a bunch of them. And yeah. it was, was really so unique. Good. Holy crap! Especially like the really like the that really like deep '80s ones. Holy shit! It held up. Yeah. Well, a lot of them are like that. Like they're talking about that port-like character where the oxygen that comes in over time is actually beneficial to the beer mm-hmm. and makes it take on like this more like vinous and like viscousy. Mm-hmm. Pruny type flavor, right? Very, yeah. Lots of legs on yeah. the, on this on these beers, which you don't, don't normally don't see. Yeah. yeah. Um. Well, let's go. Let's move on. Yeah. Uh, what should next? we open next? I think we should Are go. We, I think we should do these other guys. local. We've got yeah. low, hyper, fairly hyper local. So We've got another non barrel age. Do you want to go straight to barrel age? Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's go to 2015 there. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, we're very lucky, and this is a very funny story in my opinion. But Ed's opening uh, <laughs> something he cellared. And something he, I'm not even joking here, wax dipped himself. It was five years ago. I didn't know about it. Okay, okay. You okay. wax dipped at your house? Yeah, himself. What? How <laughs> bored were you? It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to boil some wax. And Melt wax, it? not boil it. Yeah, okay. my bad. This is a very bad wax cap, so I don't want to get it in the beer. Oh, that's um, okay. A little bit of wax is fine. My favorite thing is, is um, so Matty Schmidt. Do you know Matty Schmidt? Mm-hmm. He goes to, um, he gets to, like, sometimes wander over to Driftwood and catch them on their dipping days. 
Uh-huh. And I think it was 18. He d- was dipping uh, Singularity with them. Uh-huh. And he's like, oh, yeah, we're dipping Singularity. I'm drinking Singularity. And all of a sudden, you know, you've had a couple of Singularities. Yeah, you, I dip, you, you dip, we dip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he dipped one halfway down the bottle. Nice. Like over the so I and he's like he gave it to me for my birthday. Right. <laughs> so I had this like mat like this almost entirely encompassed b- bottle of uh, singularity. Okay. And what did you wax dip? And what are we drinking? Uh, this is a 2015 Phillips Trainwreck, uh, which they don't make anymore. Which I used to love back. I in think the day. it's one of those things where they put it into like specialty boxes and stuff now. I think the problem with it was a total train wreck. Yeah, <laughs> I remember a few of them were being. I'm just kidding. I've never had this. They, I think they lasted it like 2017. I've, I've got a big bottle of that. Still, still. Yeah, um, so it's a small bottle. Thing. So mm. it, was it in a six pack when you bought the, it? This was in the 2015 snowcase. Ah, okay. So yeah, I got they, years and ago. they, they released for that. Wax. They released. You got that. I got it the other day. Or, sorry, a couple of years ago, they had Bombers back out again. Yeah, yeah. that was like 2017. Yeah. Different from how it was okay. back in the day. Um, and we're assuming this is uh, British style, American style barley wine? I think it's British style, yeah. Okay. Uh, I don't think they really... No barrel age, it's just had lots of time in bottle? Store at four degrees, I definitely did not do that. <laughs> um, it's got Wax some tip story. at 180 degrees. What? Oh, but then <laughs> it says, should be, oh, server temperature, uh, seller temperature of eight. Hmm, okay. It's got. It's taking on a little bit of haze, like I think over time. Mm. It's really. It smells a little oxidized, I thought, and drinking it, it's really. It's got some hop aroma to it, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe that's what I was thinking, but it was the. the hmm. it's, it's, got a, it's got like yeah, a vinous, like yeah, like a grape type. Hmm. I used to get growler fills of this back oh, in the day. But why I used not, to do right? a ten dollar growler of Bali wine. I was like, fill me up. <laughs> BWIL, right? Yeah. I was a bit bigger back then. Yeah. <laughs> Probably due to the barley wine. Yeah. I mean, growler fills of barley wine. <laughs> I don't understand how that's legal, but okay. I, I did a growler fill of the old were, elf. Were they, were they doing full growler fills? Full growler fills, yeah. It's I remember when Chris's face put out the glacial north extinction, and they're like, we literally oh, yeah. just bought in like 500 mil growlers to sell because they were still 40 bucks for 500 mil. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. This is great. Yeah, this is held up. Nice. This is what barley wines do though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually do hold up. They hold yeah. Um, it's 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 funny because like you look at someone who does a consistent barley wine every year like Driftwood. And that barley wine, especially in the past like six years. We didn't should, we didn't bring it by the way tonight. I actually have oh. a two thousand twelve downstairs. No. And Chris brought a two thousand fourteen. But if we, I think we're kind of good for tonight. Get those beers if you find them. They do sell them at the at the brewery. Like they are worth it. But those, especially the newer ones now, the newer like um, higher guns labels, you want to get one like fresh. They are. You think so? You do want to get one fresh. It's a very different experience. It is very, and they, and you know, it's very. They describe it almost as like a hoppy quad. As they, say, they use Belgian yeast on it. Well, because of like the, the heavier malt forward, like the more figgy malt yeah. maltiness of it, but it comes out very like almost like this like golden like yeah, golden. and that's what this one is like. Even though it, I assume this color like this kind of like burnt orange is coming from oxidation over the mm-hmm. years, right? Yeah, probably. Um, well, I I just think it's really funny that we decided to do barley wine, and sure enough, like we've got eight bottles on the table plus two more downstairs. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. in all fairness, Ed and I 
if we find barley wine anyway, we fucking find it. Right? <laughs> I don't. Uh, but that's yeah. just me. We didn't say. I didn't say you though. I do have a story about barley wine though. Oh. Uh, Ian and I, uh, Ian, my um, co-partner at Il Sauvage, um, we were driving down to um, the Columbia Valley to go buy our barrel racks, and we stopped in Seattle for one night, and uh, it was Fremont's release of Brew 3000. Oh, nice. And we happened to be there for that Friday night, Sweet. Mm. and it was on tap, and it was a 18- to 24-month barrel-aged English barley wine at like 15% or something. And it was one of the best beers I've ever had. Nice. Even though I don't even like barley wine, but they were only serving a couple ounces per glass. But they do beers like that, like to a tea. And they were serving it in big, nice, like tulip glasses, and they were only putting like two to three ounces in the glass, and you just swirled it around, and it was like eating dessert. Mm -hmm. The beer was so thick and so decadent, so delicious. It was, yeah, it was like a creme brulee of a beer. It was fantastic. What's their normal barley wine? Rusty now? No, no Rusty Nail is technically just like a old ale, but all their old ales are kind of stouts. stouts. Like even um, um, the abominable ones, like uh, yeah. they're technically stouts. Yeah. They're not even though they only they call them winter ales. They're but uh, Brew Three Thousand and Brew Two Thousand and Brew One Thousand. They're barley wines, and then their Three Mats as well is also the barley wine that they've mats. done. They just put out new um, another batch of bottles of Brew 2000. Yeah, I wow, saw that. Really? There's like infusions as well. Yeah. Oh, oh. God damn it. They do, I don't yeah. think it needed it. It was just so yeah. full of flavor. I don't know if it needed yeah, it. People but. just like are going apeshit for adjuncts and little releases like that these yeah. days. So. I know. But to get a Brew 3000, just a little bit like that, like that's, a, that's the whole, that's the thing for barley wine, right? Like I don't want to sit there and crush a thing of barley wine. Yeah. I like sitting there and sipping it. And the next one I feel is kind of why I brought it is these guys really have hit the nose uh, the nail on the head with uh, this barley wine at least last year's was really good so I have this is this year's and I'm hoping it's going to uh, be just as good well I think just their barrel aging program is so good is it like we'll think you guys have had their barrel aged stouts no like they just do an amazing oh, job. We're talking about. Are, we oh, talking about, are we still talking about Fremont? Are you talking he, about Fremont? No, I'm talking about, about the next uh-huh. beer we have. You're talking about the next beer. Sorry, yeah, yeah. Fremont does that. have really great barley. This is what barley wine does. Yeah, <laughs> we three ounces of barley wine. Yeah, that was I know. Cold. Phillips doesn't really have as much body as I remember it having. It's definitely got a little bit of wet cardboard too. Yeah, point, and that's gonna happen. Over so you are there. saying that this is kind of a train wreck. Oh. <laughs> Recycling jokes. This is his problem, though. He waxed it. He stored it. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's not Philip's problem so, anymore. Yeah. Don't tell Matt he's going to do the waxed it properly. Yeah. <laughs> he Old used blank. candles. <laughs> scented candles. It was scented candles. <laughs> That's a lavender blackberry candle to dip this with. Look, I was 35. I didn't know any better. Yeah. He's like, don't worry. This is Philip's variant. It's all about what... Wha- a different candle you wax dip in. Can you imagine right? if that becomes like the new fad? Is the flavored or the scented wax that you light on fire first and let it burn down and then drink the, wa- know. the beer? You know what I want though? Right edible wax dip, where the wax is edible. So you just eat it off. Well, doesn't um, yeah. I don't know if it's maybe it's not edible, but uh, propolis does all beeswax, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. don't think it's edible. Well, I mean, it, it is edible. You know, maybe, but after transportation. So, you probably I didn't see any propolis anywhere when we went down to Port Angeles. Like, any stores. Weird. But it's they're like from. Town they're, over. Well, they're from Port Townsend. I know, but it's only down the road. Maybe they have kind so. of a thing going on, like a port rivalry. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. 
But huh. I was hoping to pick some up. But, but I don't see them anywhere. Like, there's a lot of people who have like branched out and like even going to like Elizabeth Station. No, but I thought our um, friend that was bringing all that stuff in, um, Matt from what's the new name of the company that's importing all the uh, beers from Ontario and Hill Farmstead and Oh Westcraft or whatever. Yeah, I thought he like, was also importing Propolis now. He is he now because he was he, trying. He to was. Make, he was trying to get it from Beer Thirst, and Beer Thirst still had a whole bunch of stock, and he couldn't get the stock in until it was all cleared. And okay. So he's having trouble, and Propolis wanted to have like they wanted a lot of sales. They wanted a lot of volume, and just like you're not huh. going to get volume. Well, no, because they're 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 they in do have big the, bottles. They do but. have they do have three fifty five mil bottles now and stuff like that, okay. or five hundred mil bottles. So maybe they're trying to get those over, and a lot of El Apothecaries like seeing more and more of those bottles pop up, and it's just sure. like um, on the token, I should crack another beer. Yes, um, who brought this one? I did. Okay, and what is it? Uh, so Souk Brewing, uh, what two year old brewery? Souk Brewing Company. Yeah. Souk Brewing Company, uh-huh. not to be confused with Souk Oceanside Brewing, which is still no, Garrett. You're a beautiful human being, so God bless. But um, yeah, this is their barrel a- bourbon barrel aged uh, barley wine. This is their mm. second incarnation. Um, 11.5 percent alcohol. Last year it was 11.9. It was, <laughs> and last year it won um, third place in the strong ale category at the 2018 BC. I tried this last year and I really liked it. It was really good, even so though I have a prejudice. Clear. It is crystal stuff. clear. Yeah. Um, although it is still that kind of darker orange, I'm surprised it hasn't mm. taken on more color from the barrel. Yeah. This is bourbon barrel aged, right? It's really. This doesn't smell like anything like last. This smells like a beer. Beer it forward though, like when you taste it. Mm. Um, there's a. Mm. Sorry, there's another aroma in there that's reminding me of like. Hmm. Oh well, there's um, all that. There's all that love right there. <laughs> Maybe that's, I think that's the why I liked it last year. Is like it looks clear and like light, and then you drink it, and it's Ooh, just vanilla. like like a little bit of coconut too. Yeah, in the flavor there's Ooh. coconut, but on the yeah. nose there's a strange. Anyway, um, hmm. the flavor has great. The texture, the character. texture of this beer is my so far the best texture we've had from any of the barley wines. It's super smooth. It coats your mouth, and it's clean. It's like. Hmm. It's a really viscous fat. It is quite mm. viscousy. I'm assuming the um, volumes of CO2 is quite low in this, but that's fine. Um, for the style, it is supposed to be subdued. I'm guessing as well this is supposed to be an English style barley wine, just because it's not coming across bitter or hoppy at all. And I think that's I think that's why I like these guys a lot is that they did that English style. It wasn't super caramelly, but the mouthfeel and the texture of this beer in co- like combined with like the bourbon and it's not super boozy it's really just well but rounded. last year this was bourbon forward but it wasn't it this wasn't in your face the spicy bourbon last year it was not it was very no, but you very opened well it and you could tell it was asian yeah. bourbon whereas this one is like much more subtle and i think mm-hmm. the whole point of that too was is that these I'm guys a- are at two years old i'm assuming yeah. this is because this is the second time it's been in those same barrels. Yeah, maybe. And so the first yeah. time they pulled off all the, the heavy barrel character, and the second time it's much more subtle. They're, yeah. Uh, no, they're not better or worse, just It's just a different incarnation, yeah. right? And that's why people do variants, right? Yeah. Well, or, sorry, verticals, not variants. And that's why you should blend the two. Take the first one, second one, blend them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're into buying variations of barley. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> guilty is yeah. guilty is guilty is yeah, this is great. Yeah. They do a they do a foreign stout too that's bourbon barrel aged too. That's oh, pretty yeah. good too actually. I like that. 
they make yeah, I mean, I think Souk Brewing, the cool thing is, is they've, um, they do some of these Belgian and English uh, esoteric styles quite well. He's got a Marzen too, doesn't he? That's actually really tasty. Um, and they had like a Belgian single on when I was there. Yeah. And a couple of other cool styles. Like they've just, even yeah, though they're in Souk. And he's not doing like hazy. He's doing like Ella Hop IP, West Coast IPAs, which are like super like bright and yeah. beautiful. And yeah, doing hazy is the mark of a lazy brewer. <laughs> so I'm, just I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, when was the last time you did a hazy? It's been a while. I used to brew them a lot at home, and now I don't brew them at all anymore. I've just moved on. I actually now, even though we're talking about barley wine, I've moved back to West Coast IPAs. I honestly would rather have a clean, fairly bitter, snappy West Coast IPA. It, I just find it like yeah. I can't. The hazies. Well, it's as tough. Good as you they gotta are. filter through them because they're too sweet. I know. They just—they're all like if you get the, a properly made one, which is hard. It's, it's a really weird thing to say because. Well, I feel like everyone's got best intentions, but like everyone's no, but everyone's on this like it has to be juicy and sweet, and fair enough. I, I just—it's not to me a drinkable beer. Downstairs uh, in the courtroom room, we have our static IPA. It is shiny things. Yeah, um, still which is a hybrid, is it? Or uh, yeah, so it's hazy and it's but, it's turbid, but it, its bittering content is very well balanced. It comes across very West Coast. There isn't a lot of sweetness, but it is very floral. Well, I haven't had it yet, so I would love to just dump these barley wines out and go. Hey, we need a little like a little like a hop break. <laughs> yeah, I tell Chris to bring up. I'll tell him right now. <laughs> <laughs> just tell him to bring all the shiny things from downstairs and see what he brings up. Right? He just comes out with a bunch of tinsel and <laughs> someone's keys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, anyway, um, this is great because we got to try three English-style barley wines first. Although I don't know what these other ones are. So, no, neither do um, I. Um, yeah, we'll see what they are. This one says body wine-ish. We can um, even skip one of these, honestly. Uh, I wouldn't be um, crestfallen. We can open them, and you can have a sip, and sure. then and we can I, talk have, about I have people to drink them. Good. Right. Okay. Um, let's uh, open another one, then, so usually we we're Usually we're recording at the brewery. We want to finish up, and everyone wants to get out. I can clean up, and then we got people here to, let's go. to do some stuff. That's very nice. Up. Let's go in... Uh, we're going non-local now, so we'll go to the closest, I see. So we had three time. island... Oh, sorry. Three BC breweries mm -hmm. to start, and now we're jumping into our international section. And this one is from Wanda, which is quite close. It is. Uh, just it it is international, water. though. It is international, but it is just across the water there in Bellingham. I have never been. Would like to go. Uh, don't you say Bellingham in English? Yeah, but I'm... Oh. I'm appeasing oh. our listenership. Oh. Bellingham. Sorry, a chef say. just walked into the room, and he's carrying cheese and oh my lord. meats. But no shiny things, did I get my text? <laughs> I figured as much. Yeah. It's all good. It's okay. No, just some tinsels. Enough. Some tinsels? Yeah. Here. Yeah. A little, <laughs> it's like a little wet your whistle before you go. Just, you don't even have to go down. It's fine. We, we can take I was joking. Yeah. We'll, we'll fix this in post. Yeah. <laughs> I will not do any of that. Yeah. We don't fix things in post. We just put it on the air. We just uh, pretend we'll fix them in post. Yeah. But yeah, That's this fine. is Wanda. Um, I really like their beers. Everything okay. I've had from them has been great. Also, we have a new guest. Um, feel free to introduce yourself very quickly. Hello, I'm Chris Clausen, the other chef at the Courtney Room. We're stuck with Brian. Cool. He has to hear me complain about a lot of things. 
Uh, well, that's all of us. So. Well, yeah, that's true. That, that's everyone listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For those of you who don't, I've always spoken of our counterpart. There's two of us who run the program here at the Courtney Room. Um, Chris, do you like barley oil? I think the first few ones I had were American, okay. and that was a problem. Yeah. Uh, I've now learned that uh, this light is in the British barley wine and the there balance, um, but I've still had a few bad ones. Have to be this one yeah. definitely smells American. Does it? Um, so what did we Malt. open? We opened the Wander one, oh, yeah. right? We opened the Wander one. I mean, they are, I mean, they are from America, so... Uh, the color is quite different too. It's kind of. Like, uh, what, do we have a vintage on this like one? Reddit, I think, this um, is 2018, I believe. Yeah. And yeah. where was it purchased? This was purchased in uh, Elizabeth Station, I believe. Oh, in in Bellingham as well. Bellingham. Bellingham. Yep. Yeah. I feel Bellingham. like it was. Oh, it was Elizabeth Station. It might have been at because, like, for those of you who don't know, who haven't been to Garden Path, they have a bottle shop that is mm. fucking proper. It's got Fanta and all kinds of shit. Yeah, like they don't fuck around. But what I'm also noticing is like the places in and around, like the shops, like they are all, like, everyone's carrying a lot of the same stuff. But if you do want to go and taste some really cool beers, and even they have meats too there, like, go to Burlington, Washington, I guess it is. And you can Skagit Valley. Skagit Valley. Go to Chuckanut and get a whole bunch of wicked ass loggers. And then go up the street and taste all those w- wicked ass loggers that have been like fooder aged and barrel aged because. Uh, Chuckanut makes all their wort, right? Oh, that's really? right. Chuckanut yeah, makes all their wort yeah. for them, and then they, they just basically are a blending facility. So you can get over that pretty easily from here as well. Just take the ferry over from Sydney to Anacortes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. if you live in Vancouver, you can just drive. Yeah, well, yeah. or walk. Yeah, mm-hmm. or walk. Yeah. It'll be a little bit Lewis, like like Lewis and Lewis and Clark kind of thing, but yeah, you're fine. Sacagawea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, this is definitely going towards the American side of things. Right? Not like... And I think this is the problem. I think this is my problem with Barley Wine, is that this one has that, is this a double IPA, or is this... You know, what is this? This is the progression. Yeah. Right? Like, it tastes like a poor man's double IPA. (laughs) To me. What does? Damn. This is? Yeah. I haven't even cracked it yet. I'm still... Oh, okay. I'm already half cut. It's got, like, you know, it's got hop character, it's got Mm. some bitterness, and then it's got, like, all of the ABV and everything, and to me, it just... I still like the American. Too, but I, I bought this a year ago, at least. Okay. Yeah. I definitely prefer the the English style. Yeah, me yeah, too. Me too. I, I'll, I'll take that figgy pudding stuff yeah. all day. We cracked the figgy pudding the other night. That was delicious from Puck mm-hmm. Fifteen. Oh yeah. It is. They have a beer called Piggy Pudding. Figgy pudding. <laughs> yeah. And it is figgy. It Bring is. us some figgy pudding. Well, I drank it already. So okay. I have to go back and get it. And I think it's a regular beer for them. So. Yeah. You can talk, Chris. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, you guys are just way more enthralling to listen to. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Diner on Victoria, how is it going? It's going really well. Yep. We're day two. Um, we've apparently had a really good uh, group of people. If uh, if it's not too harsh to say, sometimes Diner on crowd can be a little simple. I was, yeah, yeah. I was explaining it before. You and I have been pretty pleased with our Diner Round selections for food. Yes. Uh, very good. Um, Challenging courses for diners in a pleasant way, even when we're kind of in the dead of uh, product season. Yeah. Okay. But like usually, dine around is like, it's a fuck off. Like, pe- like restaurants are just like, I hate the people that come here. We need the business. We're gonna make the cheapest, easiest thing. Chris and I have made products that are worth our like easier for our cost, but we did it in a way where it tickled our our creative funny bones, I guess. And the menu has some integrity. Yeah. Okay. Cool. 
But last night we were selling tasty menus at the same time as mm -hmm. selling our diner rounds, so we haven't lost any of our core demographics. So oh. nothing, nothing wrong with that. There you go. Nice. We're we're almost saying that because we we launched two new tasting menus. One is a seventy-one dollar one, and one is a ninety-five dollar one. We're saying that our seventy-one dollar tasting menu has now become our upper echelon uh, diner round menu. Because <laughs> okay. we're. We don't sell that many tasting menus on on occasion. Like we used to have that eighty. I think we had like a standard eighty-two or eighty-five dollar one, and that's all we had. And now, like we're consistently selling like thirty percent of the room on a seventy-one dollar one, and then the other like twenty percent after you know all that are getting the ninety-five dollar one. Like it's amazing to see this happening in January. So cool. Short aside, come up for come up for dine around. Here are one of the participating locations, and uh, there's lots of beer being paired with food, so that's always mm -hmm. nice. Yeah, nice. Here, here you, got, you guys got shiny things, so. <laughs> we'll see wow. the last come later. Yeah, this is not. You're like a magpie. Ooh. <laughs> that's, um, so actually, the brewery that I used to own uh, in Korea, we were called Galmegi, which is, means seagull, which was oh. the bird of Busan, the city that we were in. But um, one of my inspirations for opening that brewery was a bunch of young kids, uh, expats from Seoul, opened this brewery called Magpie Brewing in Seoul. Like, oh, okay. this is probably seven, eight years ago now. And they just killed it. Like, mm -hmm. they were yeah. making the best beers in Korea at the time. And I, thought, I watched them, saw them, and I thought, I'm going to do exactly that because I was a home brewer. So, uh, Magpie Brewing, if they're listening, which they're probably not, but they were an inspiration <laughs> to me. And they already know this anyway. Hmm. And they still make amazing beer in Korea. Um, but I always thought um, Bobby Wood, who is on the podcast um, that you guys know, uh, they're opening a brewery in um, Greenwood, I believe, the suburb of Seattle. Uh, him and another friend of ours, Ryan Downey. Hmm. And hmm. they were going to call it Shiny Things Brewing Company. Oh, really? And they're not going with that name right now. Although he told me all the names, and I was like, call it Shiny Things. Because I just thought it was such an amazing name. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I think they have a name, but I don't know if they've um, released it just yet. So I'll I keep the, it. the name different. of the restaurant that he works at. But I was going to go and check Shambles. It out. The yeah. Shambles. I want to go and check it out. It's quite north and without mm -hmm. cars. I know, but have you seen what they do? Yeah. So the Shambles, oh man. Like yeah. their whole in house meat curing program is. We really wanted to go and just next time we go to Seattle, I'm going to make a point to go there. So they've given Bobby the. Mm -hmm. Sunday dinners. I don't know if you've seen that. I just saw the first yeah. ad that came up like, yeah. the other day. Mm -hmm. Love Bobby. Mm -hmm. nice. All right. Back to Bali one. Sorry, we've got bread in our mouths as well. Mm -hmm. my so problem if we my... were mumbling, it's because we've got bread in our mouths. I think my problem with American-style Bali wines is that, like, fresh, they're quite hoppy. If you age them for a really long amount of time, the hops drop off and just become bittering, but you mm -hmm. still get that cardboard. But this in-between stage, it's kind of like an awkward, kind of like old hop flavor. This is also a blend of done. old and new, right? So yeah. it's and also like weird in between stage. Like I was saying earlier, it's not double IPA. It's not British barley wine. Mm. It's this just totally sidetracked. Yeah. Just a brewer's question. Yeah, oh. if they were to use aged hops, yeah, would that still be able to make a barley wine with it, but have that reduced hop character? So the only people that generally used aged hops are the Belgian brewers that, that make wine. And Chris and I. Yeah, and you guys. <laughs> in your I. food. Yeah. In our food, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, most people, like, people used to, like, 
the way that hops used to arrive at a brewery was in a condensed brick and you would literally have it in a side room and you would chip it off with like a chisel (laughs) and that's how you would get your hops for the next brew um we don't do that anymore there's modern pelletization techniques and they come in vacuum sealed bags so yeah um aged hops so and the weird thing is is that a lot of people have tried to do like side by sides using with the new techniques all the hops come to us in um nitrogen flushed bags and they're well processed people have tried to do studies of showing like old ones versus new ones and there's no difference because they're pack- packaged so well yeah mm-hmm. so like you can literally take a nitrogen flush bag and put it in the freezer for five years take it out and still make a great ipa with it okay have you ever worked yeah. with that lupulin powder uh i haven't worked with it much although i am looking at a couple of products right now to maybe start using in our brewery for the rare ipas that we make um but i've heard good and bad things about lupulin powder I mean, um, on paper, it looks great because you're taking, we're talking about lupulin powder in a barley wine episode, but um, you're taking all the good parts of the hops and you're um, omitting all of the vegetal material and character. So um, brewers like to use it. Um, It saves in. These days, um, if you're a professional craft brewer, losses are a big deal. And when you're talking IPAs and hazy IPAs, you're dry hopping is literally eating away at your finished product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So let's say you have a thousand liters of beer and you dry hop the bejesus out of it, you've now got 700 liters of beer. Oh. Yeah. And lupulin powder is one of these things where you're omitting the vegetal matter, which sucks up all the moisture, so you can end up with, now you have 900 liters of finished beer. Mm-hmm. So people are using it a lot. I'm still not, I'm not a, an IPA brewer, so. No, you're a hazy IP brewer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm an everything brewer. Um, you want the water or the can? No, the can. Okay. So we this, just is, another? this is Old Skook from, I, I keep wanting to say Skookum, but it's not. It's Three Magnums. This is an English Three style. Magnets. Three Magnets. Did, not Three Magnums. Magnums. You said Three Magnums. <laughs> Which you're obviously Three Magnums. We are not, <laughs> we're not a weathered <laughs> yet, Ed, okay? <laughs> three Magnets. There you go. Uh, I like these guys, and this is a good body one. Two drinks in. I had this one before. I have had a bunch of their IPAs, and they are so good. Three magnets. I like them, yeah. When they're fresh. They're, uh... Oh. This stuff we got coming in is... Oh, this is actually, um, also rep by Mike. Mike Willis. Yeah, but the first... And, Mike, you brought in some good stuff, and we love you, but... I the first one, little round of stuff was a little, little, little sketch, and I think, but... Well, there was a fresh hop on, which... That I feel cherry like sour or whatever vanilla, but, that, thing. Oh, but okay. that's not necessarily his just, fault. No, it's not his really fault. Like, but everything that has come in, all the wild beers. stuff, all the seven fifties, like even the, yeah. the cranberry wild one, that was yeah. really good. I had the well, we had the. So this one, the aroma is different than any we've had so far. Like this is a, I don't know, a cereal grain type aroma. I don't know what else you guys are getting. With some. Some caramel too, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's very different. There's like almost no. Oh, and it's got a. This is much drier than the other ones. Mm-hmm. In yeah. In terms of its finish, like it, it's drinking Belgian. It almost has no sugar to it. Yeah. Hmm. I won a bronze medal at the GABF in 2015. There you go. They also do one called Barley Wine is Life, which I had. I brought it to a bottle share a while back. It was good. You should have that tattoo. Seriously. Yeah. Just build. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag B-I-L. That'd be awesome. Yeah. 
Although, do you put the I in lowercase? Yeah, you do. Right? I so, like yeah. big B, small I, big O. Only because it's hip right now. Time at home. Yeah. What's that mean? I barley oh. wine. <laughs> What's that? I barley wine. You get that one too. Little, lowercase no. I oh, yeah, barley yeah. wine. I barley wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now we're drunk. These have all been yes. quite different. It's nice Perfect. though. It's nice tasting the spectrum. Although it would be <laughs> also really great just to do an, on a full lineup of just all English like malty, mm-hmm. oh, caramel, yeah. <laughs> butterscotch. I mean, I'm not gonna complain, but this is great. Mentioning old Skook, apparently Skookum does fantastic body. Yeah, they just put out another one too, and yeah. I've heard it's very, Who? very good. Skookum. Oh yeah. Have you been there? No, but I've heard they do oh, hops really well too, don't yeah. they? I've been. I've tried a bunch of different beers. They and have all a, been great. I personally, and this is because I'm influenced by uh, Bobby Wood, who we've already mentioned. Mm, weird. But um, I think they do amazing beers. Mm-hmm. Every time I've gone, they've been, and they have a very talented brewer who's given mm-hmm. free reign, mm-hmm. and I think that helps. Apparently, they've suddenly garnered attention. I'm getting this information. Actually, I have some of this from listening to the Mock Chill podcast, but because he knows the brewer there, and for years they've just been like doing the thing. It's Hollis Wood. Yeah, for is years the brewer just there. Doing the thing. No relation to Bobby Wood. Mm-hmm. Same last name. For years they're just like doing the thing, and then people are like, oh shit, these guys make good beer, and then suddenly it's like hit the trade boards and like flying around. Yeah. They have um they have a really cool brewery and giant tasting room in Arlington, Washington, mm-hmm. which is just outside Everett, and you can. It, it it was just amazing. Like they have so much space that they have a huge barrel program, and they mm. have time to do these projects. And I also think their hop program was amazing. Like the hoppy stuff they had on was so good. That was there. Check it out sometime. Hmm. Um, you think with the population of, of the U.S. that selling a lot of your stuff just in your hometown is a lot easier than what we have here? Because we seem to do a lot of um, volume and push out to a lot of like. Yeah, and I think Skookum, like you're saying, is a great example of that. Whereas in BC, that brewery would be distributed all over Washington State, but in Washington State, there's no need to really go beyond their county borders. It's a very like. American like uh, BA association kind of thing, yeah. right? Here, I I really think that like the tasting room is great, but we don't have that same like. You don't have the mentality with our. There's no lineups to buy bottle releases. No. Like even at our greatest producers here. Do you think it's density of population? Possibly, and that's what I was saying. Like, mo- a lot of a lot of breweries have like created that like the culture of the lineups. But also now it's like, I think we've kind of seen it where it's not, it's died out and we have the trades to really get what we want anyway, so. But here I would say like people don't hold on to it. They'll put it out and they'll put it out to liquor stores right away Mm -hmm. as well. Whereas in the States they won't. Well, what's the most limited beer that's been released in Victoria? That's from within these, the city. Spinnaker's ESP? (laughs) Oh, You're trying to stay relevant, are you? Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Because if there isn't one, then it's hard to. No, because I think most hit shelves. Yep. Yeah. The only the only lineup I've ever seen in BC is um, sorry, I've seen two lines ever. It was the release of Edna, the very 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 first release of Edna, mm-hmm. at, at 
four wins. It was only taste room? Taste room only. They would be 500 ml bottles. Okay. It was their very first ever, like, fooder age, like, final blend. They said they were only going to have 500 bottles. That's a crab apple one, right? Yeah. And it was, mm. like, I remember watching everyone in East Van all line up for it. And the only other thing I've ever seen a lineup for is the Drake to get into like a, an event just waiting um, for them to open. Twin Sales. Went to, they did a bunch of releases for their anniversary. They had lineup. And my friend was like, oh, I'll drive you over there. And we got there and the lineup was like down Brewers Row. We were lining up for like an hour and a half. I was like, oh, I just want to go home. Now, is that, <laughs> now, do you think that like Twin Sales have created like a a reputation for them to have these beers that people want. And I think that's what U.S. breweries have done. Too. Uh-huh. So they're taking that approach for sure. They're doing pretty well on it. Mm-hmm. Well, do you just like have a schedule where you but, don't release core beers? You just make the same 20 beers, but then you have release schedules that always time them. They do have core beers and stuff, though. For sure. And seasonals, too. But what we're trying to talk about is what Stefan was saying. is like You don't see it happening in Canada. Like They're making these like 100 heck batches and just mm. getting it out and then you're seeing it just sit on shelves like i remember being like super excited for like a lot of releases whether it was like even the ones in local or it was like canteen coming to town or all these things but like now it's like i'm not rushing to the store to get anything because i know it's still gonna be there it's gonna hit stores it's gonna hit stores it's gonna hit a lot of stores and it's like okay well I'm, so you say that also about victoria per capita no and, this uh, was like in vancouver this stuff, is look everywhere average. like it's literally sort of finished like in deal with the devil that's right. like people line up for that and then obviously it hits the trade board and that stuff sells for so much mm-hmm. yeah and so it's like and double stack the bourbon barrel age double mm-hmm. stack yeah that yeah. They, they like they had I remember when bourbon barrel age double stack the very first one but, came out and they had it in their new like their new area like outside of uh, mm-hmm. Portland or in like the boonies they were like they had like a press release or like a release on their website saying, "Okay, it's two people. It's two per person. Please don't bud the line. Please don't have sitters. This and this and this and this and this. Like, don't do all these things because we're not trying to create line culture. We know you're gonna line up. It's gonna like everyone's gonna get some, but like, just be humans." Right. But my point is, in Portland, there's there's a lot of people, but in Anchorage. In Alaska, yeah, that's, that's pretty tricky. And people, people do it. They're incredibly popular. Now we cracked another beer. We this did. is a Keith Barley wine Reserva. Please, please say this is the last one. It's not. We got two more. Oh beer. Jesus! On our, we just on said, our worldwide, we told you had to sip. On our worldwide barley wine tour, we have now moved to the Netherlands, and that will be our final destination. As there's two more Netherlands beers. Here. Oh yeah, I've heard the Netherlands is the only place that makes barley wine anymore. Right? And this is. Damn, this smells. It looks different than all the other ones I've seen. No head. No head, and kind of looks like um, a cocktail. Yeah. It's got a. um, Opaque. A reddish orange color to it. It's 18% alcohol, too. So, I mean, it's really getting that wine distinction there, for sure. That's why it's called barley wine. Oh, that is. Barley port. Son (laughs) of a bitch, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. Oof, that's yeah. That is um, fortified barley. Damn, is there orange liqueur in here too, or something? <laughs> this is different. Hmm. Mm. Sorry, what you were saying? It's keys. 
Yeah, K E E S E. Okay. They they make a lot of just incredibly freaking boozy beers. They've got like a sixteen percent imperial stout. The export porter, I'm telling you, like yes. Were these I was the, like, these oh, are this would be fine. It'd be like six percent Nurtan. I don't know. These are in the cookstreet. They're all pretty, pretty up there. But, mm, I wonder what's going on in this. To me, this is like. It tastes like. I've had this beer. It's fucking delicious, but you, it's K for sure. It really doesn't taste like a barley wine, though. It tastes like a really sweet kind of hazy IPA kind yeah, of Yes, the flavor. sweetest beer you could imagine. Well, I, I remember the first triple IPA I had, I had done an ecliptic. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. it was like this 10.5%. And I had them like, this isn't an IPA. <laughs> but. It is. Yeah. But it's all that extra sugar. And alcohol. Because alcohol exactly. tastes sweet on the palate, too. Mm, that's fair. So you get sweet on sweet. Which is why brewing big IPAs, you got to use a bunch of... It's weird. we got to use a bunch of sugar, not to add sweetness, but because sugar is 100% fermentable, so it dries it out. Mm-hmm. Malt, when you use this much malt, what happens is you end up with... Malt's got unfermentable sugars in it. And so the yeast can't ferment them. And so the more heavy, like, malt-forward beer you make like this, the more unfermentable sugars you leave in there. Hence the sweeter beer you get. I find this very food-friendly almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just as looking at, like, Moscato, which is, like, a 4.5% mm-hmm. like dessert wine, but then, like, something like Sauterne, which is maybe more, like, on the other end of things, this is a weird boozy intersection. I don't know if I'd consider it barley wine. Yeah, no. And going, well, going from the others to this, too, it's, well, it's a little jarring. It seems like barley wine, like IPA, has become a bastardized sort of thing these days. <laughs> or triple oh. IPA. Oh, you know what? Or hazy IPA. So they use Cascade and Citra in it. <laughs> Citra? So, I mean, Citra. yeah, that makes sense. Uh, sure. Well, I don't think the those are hops yeah. that you would tend to use for barley wine, generally. No. I mean, and you're literally use, just no. like... You could just take, you can just take like, your money and just burn it. And then the malt base is yeah, yeah. Like oh, that would be equivalent. It's like me yeah. talking to Ed and through text. He's like, I bought all these beers and I threw them out. I'm like, I'll just take your money and burn, <laughs> and burn it for it. you. Yeah. Or and, keep uh, it and buy Cit- myself some stuff I know that's good. Because Citra goes for like $1,100 a box. So you can literally just burn your money. They use, Forever for the malt base, it's pale ale and caramel malt as well. Which I think typically Maris Otter is... Yeah. The standard for barley wine, isn't like for English barley wine. Yeah, yeah for English barley wine for yeah. sure. But the, the, the yeah, Maris is... Otter. What? The Maris Otter. <laughs> yeah. Well, isn't that the symbol of B I L? The Maris Otter. Yeah, the Maris. The Maris. Yeah. 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 But this is. Yeah, I think the citra hops make it super fruity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then just oh god, it's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, good. Wow. Savory. Brian needs it. Son of yeah. a bitch. By the way, we're snacking on a charcuterie board that mm-hmm. was graciously brought If you drink your bottle wine, which you is populated with some uh, some lovely products of House Sausage Company. It is. Yeah. Which are kidding oh, fire to Bill Savage Brewing Company. Yeah. Not for long. Oh, it's so sad. Thank, well, it's not. It's ha- it's good for them. Yeah. It's very good for them. Kyle's they don't have to go to every market ever. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Kyle just up panic and come and hang out with me. <laughs> Cool. Are we gonna move on? Mm-hmm. Let's do Jesus. Uh, okay. We have to. We have to wrangle Ed in because he's the one closest to all the beer. I know, and he just this keeps is. opening barley wines. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> then Christmas. we've moved on to Bommen and Granaten, which is a barley wine, ish. 
Is it guns and grenades or from uh, Demolin? Yeah, who are also from the Netherlands. Does it translate as bombs and grenades? Is that what it says? Is the, is Bomben it? and Granaten. There's, there, there is a there's a, a brackets underneath the first word. Oh yeah, bombs and grenades. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. There you go. Classic. I thought it was a Clash song. I mean, it could be. Spanish bombs in Andalusia. Lucky I got someone to take me home. Yeah. <sighs> otherwise, <laughs> otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, different color. Dark. These are all. This reminds me of when we did the um, we did the lineup of, of West OC, Coast of, IPAs of OCDs. Yeah, like a couple of years ago, where we did like two thousand and like eleven to like two thousand. And when you say OCD, you mean old cellar dweller from okay. Driftwood. And it's like, oh, so we did two thousand twelve to start, and then we went up to like two thousand fifteen or sixteen, and it was like two thousand twelve, oh, okay. super dark, super malty and gorgeous, very great like English style barley wine. When we open 2013, it's just like golden brown, like <laughs> not what you're expecting. Like, oh, this is way different. And then it just sort of like progressed slowly down from there. But um, um, This is going back to the hops, I think. Is it? On the nose. Well, this is an 11.9% beer. It does not say... They don't usually have too great of a description of the Mullins, right? It doesn't really say what style it is. Barley wine-ish. Barley wine-ish. Oh, barley wine-ish. Okay. Which means it's American. Oh, it's so dark. Online no, they described not. it as British. Oh. You should have shook it. Really? Yeah. Well, you poured too much. That's why. For them. You should have shook <laughs> it. Different color, right? What? Yeah. You poured something works. different. Yeah, no, no. Volume in glass. Yeah. yeah. Made it sedimented a bit. Yeah. Oh, and? Well, it doesn't taste very hoppy. Mine's really hoppy. Smelt it, but. <laughs> what? Must be that different beer you got. <laughs> Oh, either that or Ed's an idiot. I no, don't mine's know. not hoppy at all. Mine's, okay. It's literally like malty, but it's funny because Ed's is like almost opaque and ours is super translucent. I mean, I just eat some blue cheese and that might be coloring things. It's a bit, bottle but... stratification. <laughs> blue cheese. Nice. It's yeah, quite old too, right? Um, what's the year on this guy? Oh, this one's a 2017. Look at the age on the like, the best before date. 1206. 42. That's 2042 or 3042? 3042. 3042, okay. I'm just going to pull something out of my cellar in the 3042. Yeah. Well, we're all going to live to be a thousand years old by that time. Oh, yeah. We hold on to our barley wine. One day. As soon as they can prolong life, barley wine can be prolonged with it. I think when I've reached 500. Well, because you said barley wine is life. That's true. It gives you the life you need. Exactly. <laughs> well, no. Classic Ed. Yeah. What? <laughs> no, I was saying the opposite. Like, we're working to prolong life so that we can pr- prolong barley wine. I think that would be the uh, the ice distilled ones. Mm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Ice bock, you mean? Yeah, that's the one. Ice bockish. No one's doing ice box anymore. <laughs> <laughs> probably because they're disgusting. Um, <laughs> well, probably are annoying uh, to me too. Vancouver Iron Brewing. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone else has done a nice buck except for Phillips did Storm one. occasionally. Storm, yeah. He does his. Phillips did that mass extinction one quite it was like twenty twelve. That was that was Storm. No no. Phillips did, Phillips did mass extinction yeah, first. They did. It's called mass extinction. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was a small bottle for fifteen bucks. Yeah, and his was called Imperial Mass Destruction. Something 
mass extinction. Glacial mammoth extinction. That's it, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they did do that. $1,000 a bottle. He sold to, all of them, too. Right. You get to figure the dinosaurs while you right? Yeah, you got to, like... You got, like, a, a, like a mammoth tusk and, like... Yeah, it's good. Like this blown glass bottle. Crazy. Cool. Mm. Huh. Well, I, I think we should not close. record the next beer. All right. No. So I think we're good. Out. We're good. Um, what? But this yes, thank you for listening. The same beer, but barrel aged. Okay. Okay. <laughs> 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 Gotta compare the two. Fine. Next time we're okay. Do... We have a last beer, and then we are. Next time off. we're gonna do table beers, and yeah. we're gonna do like twenty last. Yeah. Exactly. Get drunk, yeah. Oh god. No, next week we're doing non-alcoholic beer. Oh god. <laughs> Hot seltzers. Hard seltzers, non-alcoholic beer, or um, dealkalized white cloths. <laughs> Man, white cloths tight. No law with the claw, right? Did I tell you about our night at a Tillamook country bar with white claw? Oh man! Was there cheese involved? There's no cheese. Was there Andrew involved? Oh yeah, nice. Andrew was there to document it all. Oh, uh, Ian and I. I think he's hiding it from me. Yeah. Um. Let's open a, another barley wine and then I'll, I can tell. You still have your so, full barley wine from last time. I know. Jesus. We're now on to the uh, Bowman and Granaton. Why did I say that like that? <laughs> this is a Rioja. What? Rioja. Rioja. Barrel aged version. You speak Spanish so well. Thanks. Blame her. Rioja. I've had this one. It's good. They have a few versions of this one. They have Rioja and they have Brooklotti barrels too. I went to high school in Spain. Congratulations. Really? Yeah. For like four years, I think. What's wow. Um, A town called Denia. Where? It's in between Alicante and Valencia. Hmm. Well, I also lived for a bit in Javier too. Oh, okay. yeah. That was your host father. <laughs> <laughs> that is a worldly uh, travel. My parents decided to move to Spain and open a restaurant. That's not the worst idea ever. Yeah. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah mostly bangers and men. <laughs> yeah. They were like these uncultured Spaniards. Yeah, exactly. They need some Yorkshire pudding. They yeah. need some, some vegetables that have just been boiled to death. Some yeah. proper bangers over here. Yeah. Some, what are they doing some, with this? Some white bread and some French fries with butter. Beans on toast, man. Doesn't get any better. You make it sound so fancy <laughs> like that. I really want to like. It's called the chip butty. My oh. favorite. So I worked at an, an English pub for one of my very first few jobs. And liver and onions, grilled liver and onions, was uh. one of our dishes that I loved. And I've been trying to figure out how to really recreate. They would get these little packets of liver that you could easily grill, and they were just super delicious on this. What kind of liver, though? Chicken liver? Uh, calf's liver. Okay. Or, or beef liver, basically. But, yeah. like, these long little pieces, and, like, you hit it on the grill for, like, a few minutes, like, each side, like, not even, and they were done. And they were doing these like wicked caramelized onions, just mashed potatoes. It was wonderful. It's a little bit of gravy, and as like my fondest memory of working at that place. Yeah, I worked in a kitchen at a hotel for a while, and the head chef was German, mm-hmm. and that's all he ate: liver and onions. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stand and it. I was when like, my parents would eat that. I thought it was disgusting. Yeah, that and steak and kidney pie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, we had that too. We had steak and kidney and steak and Guinness. And I find like a lot of homemade food goes different ways for people like 
your family has a recipe that's like dynamite and they always make that and like there's nothing else that can live up to it and then there's the ones that your family keeps trying to do like my god bless my grandmothers my one made risotto and i like as a child almost threw up and they would like not let me leave until i would eat it and i hated <laughs> it but you know when i started working in professional kitchens some of the chefs would make risotto and have a little bit left and give it to me I'm like what is that like it's risotto i've like never had anything like that i want that in my life all the time so and then you know but my grandmother's like cabbage rolls are number one my grandmother's mashed potatoes are number one but there's always that like you know i'm used to my grandmother my i'm used to my mother like just overcooking and fucking potatoes and making me hate potatoes for like my entire life but like i've worked with chefs and places where you know, chris gets us beautiful potatoes now from all these farmers in town that are wonderful to eat that I just like I would never be caught dead eating potatoes anywhere but with us and eating them almost raw so we're snobs well you won't be because potato snobs potato blight yeah. like a yeah. potato so you won't be caught dead eating <laughs> no yeah the uh, actually the Dutch uh, binge b-i-n-t-j-e potato is very good mm-hmm. just on the note here you know you can live off only potatoes I didn't know that. They're quite Irish. Um, I was gonna say, except for Irish in a certain period of time, because they had a blight. Yeah. No, but the the potato has actually got tons of minerals and nutrients in it. If you eat the the whole thing, like, so you can actually survive on only potato. Mm -hmm. But you've got to, you know, explains a lot about the English. Yeah, exactly. I also feel like a lot of the potatoes that we get through grocery stores and stuff are completely different than actually like potatoes back in the day. Well, no, they're, they're hit with gas so yeah. that they are inert until yeah. they get to... Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're literally gassed to shit. Yeah, because, like, we'll get potatoes from the farms and we'll keep them in the fridge. And, like, they're it just, it just depends. It's, it's nice to see an actual season of potatoes. We get new yeah. potatoes mm-hmm. that are like the Jersey Royals of, of England, which are so well-known, growing in those beautiful seaweed-based, you know, ground. And then we go on to the you know the more kind of second earlies and then we move on to the other stuff it's like there's actual seasons for potatoes rather than proper you know oh we need a flight of potatoes in front of us here no we don't sorry yeah (laughs) you've been listening to mashing in the mashed potato podcast yeah exactly (laughs) next week we talk russet is it good really yeah yeah mostly rubbish you're right unless it has butter and beef fat in it yeah yeah and then it's all good that's great well, um, I used to listen to a podcast, or I'd still do, by Malcolm Gladwell, mm-hmm. where he talked about how, you know, that McDonald's went from frying in beef tallow to vegetable oil, and it was basically... <laughs> what the fuck is going on? The downfall of the beef potato. Tallow, <laughs> beef tallow is the oh, best no. way to fry a deep-fried Mars bar. And a potato. And, well, sure. <laughs> but I had an English chef at culinary school, and he's like, yeah, we do deep-fried Mars bars, we got to get beef, fat, beef tallow, because that's the only way to fry it. Well... What was everyone's favorite beer? Um, mm. Try anything? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, mine was Souk. Hi. Yeah. It's not- still, still Souk. I like all around Souk was my favorite. I actually like Wooly Bugger because it had yeah. no oxidation effects. Yeah. It was just like simple and nice. There was nothing offensive about old it. Old Scoop was good too. I like the old yeah. Scoop too. Scoop? That was good. Yeah. I feel like these ones perhaps a little too much age on They're them. They're a bit too much. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, well I'm picking up this Rioja barrel. Um, That's yeah. Compared to the standard, sadly. Well, you being a Spanish restaurateur. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> I would know. Yeah. Um, this case was unique, <laughs> for sure. 
feel like the Wonder Beyond kind of got. A the Wonder Beyond was. I thought it was going to be a lot different than it was, and hmm? I mean, it's still Sorry, amusing, like, take Wanda. on the whole concept, but yeah. But I feel like if we'd had that as a separate, like separately outside of all these English styles and stuff, it probably would have. You would have enjoyed it more. Mm. But here it kind of stood like sore thumb. We talked about this, okay? We said we were only all bring one, and then you said, no, I'm bringing ten, so. Yeah, we're an hour and a half in, so, so we gotta go. Yeah. People yeah. are yeah. Okay, well, thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. If you're still um, listening. Yeah. Um, we're gonna start with a guest. Chris, we haven't heard a lot from you, but um, we have a, an opportunity to hawk your own shit. So where can we so find you? where can we find you? What do you do? Um, you can find me at the Courtney Room five days a week with uh, Brian Teslin. At least three of those de- days of the week shared together. Wow! And uh, my it's very nice. poorly nice. updated Instagram uh, as of late. Uh, Your Instagram uh, consists of you sending me stuff and only that, <laughs> and not posting. And then you'll post a story of like you making pasta or drinking wine. This is all correct. And then, but not posting. <laughs> this is fine. This is I, I'm not upset. About Just this. get out of the habit. Yeah, it's fine. Um, my, so, my, so, are you post shaming him right now? Well, I think my posting is the same. <laughs> I think I'll, I'll mostly just post yeah. stories, and then like, oh, whiskey, you took a good picture today, so I'll take a, I'll put you on, and then share it with your. Yeah, anyway. It's like this all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So, Don't feel post shamed. Yeah. You post what you want. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you be you. Yeah, I believe it's Chris C H R I S class K L A S S at uh, at Instagram, but. Uh, yeah, you can find me here. Obviously, we're uh, we're trying to do a good thing and serve good beer and serve good wine and serve good food. So, come join us for dinner. Mm-hmm. Want me to go next? Wine. Yeah, you go next. Um, you can find me at how <laughs> I handle my vices. Uh, periods between each word. The answer is well. Answer is well. Are you spelling vices like W E I S S? No, it should be eh? It should be yeah. Berliner Weisses and But I'm not like I'm not a Berliner Weiss fan, so I don't really. I'm not that. I Actually, I owe all. I owe my name on Instagram to Dan Cox from the Strathlicker Store when we yeah. got into talking one day, and he's like, "You post about your dogs, you post about your beer, and you post all those foods. Like, especially like how you handle your vices." I'm like, and like I, I changed my name that night, and I posted something, and he texted me, and he's like, "You piece of shit." <laughs> so you can find me there you can find me uh, whiskey business for real and yeah you can find me cooking five days a week sometimes cooking mostly only three days overlap with three la- three days overlap with Chris <laughs> come in for our tasting yeah. menus yeah, and have us serve you and what are the overlap days they're Thursday, Friday, Saturday yeah. okay good yeah. Yeah. so but we talk the other days so oh it's not like it's a full relationship yeah okay <laughs> I well we weren't Saying that it was anything but a full relationship. It's weird that you would even bring that it's up. It's strange we have hair stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. You can talk. Anyway, Stefan, we're going to I'm at Socks Cover Feet. I post about my kids' beer and attempting to be a professional chef in my own home. You, mean, you post some good pictures. I Better know. than Ed's, that's I know. for sure, yeah. Um, honestly, when Ed posts pictures of food, it's... <sighs> but, like, Ed comments yeah. it well. And he's I just know, like, I you know. Uh, but you about the hot dog? The hot dog was fucking legit. No, it wasn't. <laughs> It was awesome. Was that a cheese bun? No, no, it was like a crusted piece of cheese. And that was a... Oh, that was that salt, sausage. right? It was, yeah, it was a salt. It's... Where did I get the sausage? A whole beast? Uh-huh. A whole beast sausage. You made that? No, no, it was a salt. The bun was a little too small, I found, for the... That, that made bun? it look a bit odd. Bun. It was a piece of cheese. There was a piece of cheese inside, inside the, the bun. bun. But there was a bun, too? Yeah, pretzel bun. Bun, see... Yeah, it was a pretzel bun. It was good, though. It tasted good. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. 
I actually like hot dogs. Next, Master Chef Judge over here, Ed, is saying, go get the, the melted cheese. You, your it looks name really is, good. Your name really is good. judging. Your name is How I Handle My Vices. I love hot dogs. And socks do cover feet. And they do. Get yourself down to salt. I will. Also, Costco. Fucking Costco great too. Polish dogs, yeah. man. Fucking love them. $1.50. Oh, yeah? The thing I don't understand about it is that in our economy, <laughs> everything's gone up. What the fuck is going on? But the Costco no one, no one has not gone up. Anymore. We talked about Costco should stop. Chris and I talked about this. We talked about folks. putting hot dogs. I can even I can even not get the soft drink and feel good about my dollar fifty hot dog purchase at Costco. What? I don't know. It's crazy. Are they going to start adding one percent? They should. I'm have to and stop Ed, listening. Oh, don't. let's <laughs> not let's not get into that. Dad says what? Um, you get you. Let's get some hot dogs. At can Costco, I get the beef kids? next time? I'm sorry. I like the Polish dog. I do like it. Yeah. Ed, do? sorry. And Ed, where can we find you? Other I, than fucking taking greasy bits of cheese to surround a hot dog with. <laughs> well then, will that be my personal non-beer one where I also post pictures of like my bleeding knuckles and all kinds of interesting By stuff. By the way, you do have bleeding knuckles. I right do now. have bleeding knuckles. It's And you it's, haven't hurt anyone. Well, apparently you don't have his lotion. Well, they just, this so. just happened. They just, they just did this. Uh, but just my main scam is bring you port to the slaughter website. Bring you port to the slaughter. Facebook, Twitter, leave out at Twitter. And um, then you're editor in chief of like some online magazine now, right? No, no, no. Dave is the editor in chief. Uh, I just do the hotline email. Don't sell yourself short, okay? <laughs> no, he's editor du jour. Du jour, as you guys are. Uh, sue editor. <laughs> editor of the day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And on Zwift, if you're on Zwift, look me up. <laughs> and if okay. you really want to confront us, find I'm Ed and Karen and I all at weather next Saturday, spouting off gibberish. Kent from Boombox is on Zwift now. He gave me a thumbs up while riding the other day. Great. Amazing. Well, I got so my own rider at home, but I'm not connected to the internet. You should so. do it. I know. And this is what you happens what when three guys have like we too much barley wine. <laughs> hey, we had help. Also, you can find me here at the Courtney Room for the next two weeks. I'll be parked out. <laughs> we got a maroon. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Let's sign off. We'll Thank you, it. everyone. Um, I hope you learned a lot about barley wine. <laughs> yeah. Just listen. I to be- just listen to beer life. <laughs>